0: The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. (laughs) Did you hear that? Welcome to the Salmon Says Podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in here. I appreciate it. Uh, Today we're going to talk about, well, a little bit about me growing up and the luck with the ladies or lack thereof. All right. Leon Phelps, I am not. So, yeah, uh, what's happening, listeners? This is Leon Phelps, the ladies' man. I am here for all your romantic queries. Thank you. Uh, But no, no, I am not Leon Phelps, a ladies' man. Uh, I was more of a ladies' man when I was a kid. Uh, The the girls thought I was cute when I was little, you know? Uh, And I say little, but I don't know. Up until about the age of 9 or 10, 11, girls thought I was cute. And then that awkwardness set in 6th grade, 7th grade, about around there. So here's where my story starts today. Seventh grade. I had a crush on this girl. And let's just say the girl's name was Gail. Okay? I can say her name. I'm not saying her last name. Huge crush on Gail. She wanted nothing to do with me. I could have lit myself on fire. She could have had a bucket of water. And she probably wouldn't have thrown it on me. One day we're at a school dance. And my buddy was there. You know, where all all the dudes are hanging out. You know how junior high dances were. I mean, one person on one. All the guys on one side of the room. All the girls on the other side of the room. That's what it was when I was a kid. So anyways probably 13 years old, I think, and hanging out there. Well, then here comes this this girl, Heather, with Gail. Okay, they're friends. Heather wants to dance with my buddy, and my buddy says, okay, I'll dance. She had a crush on my buddy. He says, I'll dance with you if Gail dances with Salmon, right, with me. So her friend agreed to it. Gail agreed to it reluctantly, but she did. And they danced, my friend and Heather. And then Gail and I dance. And I'm in hog heaven. And I don't remember what the expression was on Gail's face, but probably kind of like, you know, when you meet somebody and they stand close to you in an elevator with bad breath. That's probably what her reaction was. I don't remember that, though. I saw Hearts and Cupid's. <laughs> it seemed like it was a long song. In my mind, probably a three-and-a-half-minute song, whatever. And the song we danced to, and I'm pretty sure was was... Um, One more try, I think is what it was called, by a singer named Timmy T. Something like that. I thank my buddy. I'm like, dude, thanks a lot, man. You're the man. He goes, no problem, no problem. He wasn't really interested in the other girl at all. He just did that for me, right? That's a true friend. We're still friends to this day, by the way. Anyway, so I'm in hog heaven. So I think, okay, I've got her now. I got Gail. I'm going to woo her, okay? Coming back on Salmon Says, we'll find out how my plan completely and utterly backfired on me. Welcome back to Salmon Says. So I go home, and at this time, there's no internet, of course. This is like 1989, 1990, somewhere in there. 1990, probably. So there's no internet. So I have to call the local radio station. And I call the local radio station, and they play. I ask for a request of the song. Okay, I say, can you play One More Try by Timmy T? And they go, okay, yeah, we'll see if we can get it on. I wait there for a long, long time. All right, And the only way I can record it, From the radio is with another radio. So I have this little battery-operated radio, I think it was, which I think I finally just got rid of a couple years ago, um, sitting next to my stereo in my parents' room, which was the only other stereo we had in the house. And so I've got it ready to record, okay? So I'm going to record from radio to radio, which is not great quality audio, by the way, but again, 1990, this is all we could do. So (laughs) I'm sitting in my parents' room. I'm waiting for the song to play. Eventually it played. I don't remember how long I waited, but it seemed like a while. And so I had the play record button ready to go and pause. And as soon as I heard of the dedication or something, and I don't even remember if I dedicated it to her if he just played the song. It's a long time ago. But anyway, so I start recording it. I record the song I, on the cassette. And then before I give it to her, I make a special dedication. Okay, to Gail, you know, from Salmon, we dance to the song, blah, blah, blah. I made some kind of dedication before, and I play the song. Oh, man, I'm romantic, right? Who says chivalry's dead? No, at this point, it's dying, though. Little did I know. So I go to school, and I give it to, to Gail, whatever day it was, next day, following day, whatever. And give it to her. Totally freaking backfires, all right? Totally backfires. You want to know how? So I give Gail the tape, as I said, and it's got the dedication that I recorded on a microphone on my parents' stereo. And the song I recorded from one radio to another radio, not the greatest ho- quality audio, with the song That we danced to, and I think it was called One More Try. So my dedication was probably something cheesy like, hey, can we dance one more try or give it one more try or something like that? Backfires in my face. She wants, again, nothing to do with me. So she goes to school, tells her female friends. All right. So I get teased about that for the rest of the seventh grade year and most of eighth grade year. In fact, anytime I wanted to ask a girl out or something, even my buddies would go, hey, why don't you make her a tape? And other people at school would be like, hey, why don't you make her a tape? I'm trying to be romantic. All right. You Neanderthals, shut up. Never did live that down. I think, in fact, until this day, if you mention the Gale incident to my buddy, he would remember and start laughing. At the time, I didn't think it was funny. Really didn't help my confidence either. I did go out with one other girl in eighth grade, and that was it. Got into high school. It was a giant high school. Huge, like 600 people in my class my freshman year. And I just basically, my goal was to not get my butt kicked. That was my goal. So I didn't really worry about the, the girl thing so much. I mean, yeah, they were there. I saw them. I didn't really ask anybody else. We moved my sophomore year to the Midwest, to a smaller town. With uh, My class was, I think we had 100 people in it, something like that. So it got like five, six times smaller. Uh, but then I didn't get the attention of the ladies either. I tried, and I didn't really, I don't know, fit into their... What they were looking for, I guess, to be the nice way about it. I don't want to say that they were being snobs, but some of them were. All right, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of them were. Uh, and the ones that weren't, I wasn't interested in in dating at all. So I had not a single date in high school. Not one date in high school. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Get Getting into college, and yes, I started dating some more and that kind of thing in college. As I got older, I had... You know, different dates and that kind of thing. But I'll never forget the day in junior high when I tried to do chivalry. And it didn't work. Coming back on Salmon Says. Will I ever try chivalry again? You'll find out. While listening to Salmon Says Podcast, please listen in small doses. Because Salmon Says may not be for everyone. Side effects include dry mouth, nausea, vomiting, eye burning, sniffles, coughing, uncontrollable laughing, loss of money in bank account. Your car won't start, thinking you're a superhero. Salmon Says Podcast may not be for everyone. Other side effects include never turning off the podcast, stomach pains, helping old people cross the street, extreme happiness, being giddy, watching Lifetime television, and baking muffins. Check with your doctor to see if Salmon Says is right for you. Salmon, Salmon says. says. Welcome back to Salmon Says. Yes, it was other times I tried to be romantic. after The one date I had in college, I, brought, I was going to pick up the girl up at the dorm. And I brought her a flower and she says, great, thanks a lot. And she goes, I follow her down to the soda machine and she buys a bottle of some kind of lemon lime soda, puts the flower in there. I've never heard of this before, but it acts as a vase and the lemon lime is actually good for the rose. So look it up, it's actually, it's true. Anyway, so then she has her her vase too, which is a great idea. But then we end up not being able to leave the dorm because she's the RA that weekend or something. The other RA couldn't do it. And so she has to stick around in case people have needs. So we're trying to watch a movie. Her roommate comes in, watches the movie. That's fine. I wasn't really going to make a move or anything. It was our first date. But it was still kind of awkward having a roommate in there. And then people kept interrupting like every five minutes. Um, So that was weird. Otherwise, my pool of women were ones that I met where I worked at a retail store. Because that was the only place I went. I went. I slept, I went to college, I went to work, I slept, I went to college, I went to work. I did that for two years. So that was my my big pool of, of women. As I got older, I did about the same thing because I really wasn't the bar hopping type. And so kind of did, met women just where I worked at. Was always very shy around the ladies. Got a little radio celebrity status in me as I got older. And... You know, got a little more comfortable around the ladies. At least I had the celebrity status thing to go on. It was weird going to karaoke bars. And I used to go to this karaoke bar before I get married. And again, I wasn't even a drinker. I would just go to do karaoke, right? But I went on ladies' night. Yeah, ladies' night, That not like a good night to go. That's what I would go do. Go down to the to the karaoke bar and stand there. Yeah. Thanks, Leon. Uh, so went to the karaoke bar. Ladies' night, my buddy and I are sitting there. And these girls in the next booth, one of them turns around and says, Hey, uh, she... I don't know if they're listening to us talk or she just heard the tone of my voice. But she goes, are you on the radio? And I'm like, yeah. Do well, I listen to you all the time. I'm like, hey, thanks a lot. So we got to talking that way, right? There's my in. Cool. Still kind of shy, though, I was. Yeah. Be honest with you there. So anyways, long story short, met my wife as a radio listener, exchanged emails, and the rest is history from there. So now I tell you, don't ever send a girl a CD which people don't use anymore, or an mp3 with a dedication on it with a song you dance to and a special moment. Just be careful how you do your chivalry. Make sure she feels the same way and doesn't think that you're a stain in your jock shorts, which is pretty much what she thought of me. Thanks for tuning in. This is Salmon Says, written, produced, and, of course, lived through by Salmon. And now for all the legal stuff. I don't know what they say in those things. I'm out. See you next week. Hi everybody, welcome to The Dating Contest. I'm your host, Skip Trippenfell. Here's how we play the game. We match up our lovely contestant with one of our eligible bachelors to go on a date. Now, our bachelors are hidden behind dividers. Our contestant cannot see them, only hear them. Let's welcome our contestant, here's Shirley.
1: Hi, uh, I'll start with number one. Hey, I enjoy reading. What's your favorite book? Uh, I don't know. Maybe cookbook? Uh, okay, that that wasn't what I was getting at. Books on cookies? No, those are good books. Um, nom nom nom. Okay. Uh, contestant number three, same
0: question, sugar. What's your favorite book? My favorite book is weight training. I've read it five times. Uh, Shirley, what's your next question?
1: Contestant number two, I enjoy being
0: outside and going for a walk.
1: Is this something you also
0: enjoy? Oh, actually, I prefer running. It's great exercise and sometimes I just run for the fun of it. And of course, I like to play ping pong.
1: Uh, number two, what would we eat on our first date?
0: Well, I like to cook, so I'm going to make you a plate of shrimp.
1: Ooh, that sounds good.
0: And then I will throw in some peas and carrots and, of course, my favorite drink in the world. Oh, what? Wine? Champagne? Some beer? No, Dr. Pepper. It's the best stuff in the whole planet. And then, after that's all done, I'll give you one box of chocolates. Oh, you, you sound very nice.
1: Uh, contestant number one, same question. What would we eat on our first date? Cookies. Uh, what else?
0: C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for cookie. That's good enough for okay,
1: me. Okay, uh, we got the idea.
0: Shirley, do you have another question for number three?
1: I sure do, Skip. Number three. When you pick me up from a date, what will you say to me?
0: I will say hang on.
1: Uh, hang on? I don't understand.
0: Because I'm picking you up, I'm going to carry you over my shoulder like a caveman. This is how I pick people up. Because I have muscles bigger than your head. Now, get out of here! They're trying to get um, you!
1: Who's trying to get us? Oh, uh, okay, uh, Sure, whatever, sugar.
0: Okay then, Shirley looks like you have a tough choice to make. Will it be contestant number one, number two, or number three? One, two, two, one, two, one. Well, what's it going to be, Shirley? Well, Um, Skip, I have- Okay. Hey, it looks like contestant number one just ate our microphone. That's expensive.
1: Uh, Skip, I have to go with the one that didn't need his microphone. I also don't want the one that was going to bench press me. So, uh, number two, you are my choice.
0: Shirley, before we meet number two, let's meet the other two bachelors you didn't choose. He enjoys cookies, obviously. Telling jokes, he hails from Sesame Street. His name is Cookie Monster. Number three has been in many famous movies. He enjoys weightlifting and was once governor of California. Please welcome Arnold. Okay, it's nice to meet you. Now we've got to get out of here. have got the motorcycle parked the back. We've got to go. Come on. We've got to get out of here. They're trying to get us. Now you chose number two. He hails from Greenbow, Alabama. He enjoys running, ping pong, and owns a shrimp company. Please welcome Forrest Gump. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How you doing today?
1: Oh, you're very handsome, Forrest. I have something special planned for our date.
0: Oh, is it uh, ping-pong? Because I just love playing ping-pong. You know, if we did ping-pong and Dr. Pepper and chocolates, I'd be the happiest man on the face of the earth with you, surely.
1: Uh, no, it it involves you, me, candlelights, and soft
0: music. Oh, we're going to play hide-and-seek. I just love that game. No, not hide-and-seek! Okay, that's all the time we have here on the Dating Contest! Once again, I'm Skip Trippenfell. Have a good day, everybody. See ya. Is the microphone off?